Alright, here we go. Back on the, the mic. First recording with a mic in about a month and a half. We've been using Skype and I'm in Easted, Sweden. Easted? Easted? I don't know how it's called, but I'm with uh, 100% Swedish future Michelin star chef Alice. And uh, she's quite the, quite the superstar in the chef world, well, at least soon to be. And uh, we're here to get inside the mind of a chef. So we're super excited to have you. And um, how about you give us a, a quick background, Alice? Yeah, my name is Alice, and I'm 19 years old. And I'm from a village called Westeros in the middle part of Sweden. Uh, currently live in Ista, where I work. Uh, got a uni education in a town nearby and then I went moved here to work moved here to work it's a beautiful city huh yeah it's known for like those flowers in the, in the middle of the city right like really it's kind of a old town like uh, a lot of history close to the ocean it's like this resort type of town yeah it's gorgeous and so you're from the middle part of Sweden right like the heart and heartland of Sweden correct yeah Close to Stockholm, so more like the big town. But it's countryside too, right? A lot of farmland? Yeah, some. Not that much, but it's more like in here in Skåne. It's more farmer's type of land. Okay, okay. The yeah. climate is better down here. And now your family ancestry is like all the way back to Sweden. Like yes. Viking. You got the Viking blood. Yes. Ah, that was great, but cool, man. We're talking here, and I wanted to do this, this segment because... We kind of got inside the mind of a poet. We've been an athlete's head, but now we're kind of going into a whole different area. Chef, cooking. And my kind of um, interest in this is obviously being American. We eat a lot of interesting food that's not really well done. A lot of Chipotle, steak, processed food, fast food, McDonald's, Burger King. But ever since I've been in Europe, I mean, I've started to explore all the different uh, food and realized there's a lot to this. I mean, I, I was in Madrid, and I got, like, we got a good chef, a Michelin star chef, and they were feeding me, like, broccoli that tasted like a dessert. And I was like, what the hell is this? But it was, like, activating taste buds in my mouth that I've never, you know, tasted before. So I started getting into this, and then I met you, and being a chef, we kind of started talking a little bit more about food, and I was very interested in it. So what got you into food? I always loved cooking and I baked a lot with my grandmas. Um, I don't know, it's like you can experiment and put your personal touch to it. It's just fun. Okay, so when did you start making your first uh, food? Probably as soon as I can, like maybe five, six. Five, wow. You know, you take something from the pantry and just mix it up and see if it becomes something you can eat yeah usually it doesn't but you at least try yeah it's the fun part you never know what's going to happen or what the end result is so as you grew up you slowly started getting in the food and then you kind of made a decision here in what high school that you wanted to be in this world for the rest of your life yeah i was like yeah this is what i should do this is me i always loved it and you can like get a nice future and get a career and that's what I want to do totally and I've heard this from um people who are kind of making food is 
they get such a such a satisfaction out of uh, having other people eat their food and like kind of the recommendations that it makes them feel good and stuff like that. Is that kind of something that gets you, you know, excited to make food every day and see the smiles Absolutely. of people's face? Absolutely. You know, you make like these birthday cake and you get a kid like five years old and they're like jumping up and down because you made them a cake. Like the pure joy of someone that you, something you made and you give it to someone else and you see the joy in their eyes. That's what, why I do it. Yeah, that, that is, no, that sounds special for sure. It's making differences in people's lives, and it's kind of like you said, you put like your yourself, like your signature touches, like into something, right? Like yeah. you kind of like. Can you explain that? Like, how does that that work? Like, is there different spices or textures or what? How do you bring a piece of you into the 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 food, the creations you make? You can always um, try with different flavors, like sweet, savory. Are you like a fruity person or more chocolate or like crunchy or soft textures? You can always experiment with those and um, do it as you like. And people like different stuff. So maybe I like more crunchy stuff and you like more soft stuff. And it's quite personal. And I'm like this girly girl, so I like decorating with pinks and like bright colors and sparkly stuff yeah and maybe my colleagues want to decorate with more earthy like natural yeah so yeah. you can do like do it personal add your personal touches that's yeah. great we um there's kind of like a big movement here in the in the nordic countries like fresh food and making everything from the ground up and what is like the difference between the whole the process stuff and a lot of stuff we eat in America and then something that's made you know f from the earth it's done right in front of you? Can you get into like why that it tastes so much better? Um, why it's it's more healthy for you, obviously, and kind of get into that whole uh, fresh food versus processed all the crap that you know us Americans eat. Yeah, um, I think people started to get more aware of the stuff we eat. They start educating and. Uh, as we do, like we educate and we want to educate other people so they can eat better and also the taste level gets much higher if you have nice fresh products and you get a better end result. If you had bad stuff from the beginning, you can never ever get a good product in the end. You need like fresh and uh, it's just turning out better. Why does, that, explain. why does it like activate the taste buds more? The, the freshness of it like why I mean how does that work because like I said like I was eating broccoli and I thought it was I've never had broccoli like that before you try with different spices ex for example uh, you can um, do them in the oven you can it's a lot of stuff you can do with just a broccoli for example uh, that you don't think you can do you can fry them you can make like an ice cream broccoli like chips yeah um do you think there has something to do with like because i'm big into energy and and moving vibrations and sending love and that kind of stuff when you put like your heart and soul to a product do you think there's something to say about that like creating something that obviously tastes better or like means something like they can bring it in do you think that plays an effect instead of some machine or some process thing going through it yeah people appreciate the craftsmanship of the stuff you do like when i stand there for example, when you make a wedding cake and you like get those extra hours making it 
perfect. Like the couple really appreciate you taking that time to make their day perfect. If you just do it sloppy and doesn't care, they're never going to be happy. And I want to give out nice products to my customers so they know I made a good job and I'm pleased with my products and I can stand for it. I don't want to give out bad products. That's not good. It gives me a bad, like, stamp. Yeah, totally. No, and I kind of related to, like, some, I'm more into clothing. I know more about that. Like, a well-made shirt, like, from hand-stitched. Um, if it's, like, uh, tailored well, it's custom-made for you compared to, like, a shirt you pick up at Walmart or, or a suit off the rack. And there's just more, like, life to it. You can kind of, like, feel it. I don't know how to explain it, but that's um, kind of another thing I wanted to bring up with you is a lot of people, let's say, like, a musician, they put, like, their heart and soul into something and they kind of use it as, like, escapism or get their, their uh, get themselves out of their head. And I'm wondering with chefs, is that something where you kind of like go into like a flow state where you start making things and, and you're not worrying about everything else in the world. You're not worried about your life, but you're just putting all your energy into, you know, making a creation. You're being like a chemist and, you, and you're moving things and, and, and creating. Is that something that happens when you're, when you're cooking? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, when you like want to try a new recipe, you have a stressful day, just, no, I'm just going to do this. Don't worry about anything else. Just try this taste just stand there figuring out what to do ask someone else do you like this and then it's like the whole day is over you're standing there whole day just focusing on your products making it perfect and just the whole world disappears yeah that's special too that's like when you're when you're having fun time flies but you're just kind of out of it you're in the flow of things in the state of like moving i kind of relate it back to like playing sports when all of a sudden you're just going and you're not even thinking about nothing else but you're no. just you're just flowing and you're creating and, and, and it's beautiful. That's that, that's special. I think everyone getting that flow state. Flow state just depends on kind of what their you know their interests are and their passions are. But awesome. What uh for people that kind of want to get into cooking, is there a way that you did besides like your your grandma or your family, or is there like YouTube things that they can kind of like? Would you um, push people to kind of do this as a hobby? Because I know a lot of people want to take cooking classes and, and you know, learn how to cook. And and do you think it's a well-worth uh, skill to learn? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you should start like asking someone professional like how to do for tips or like on YouTube. Or maybe go into a local bakery shop or a restaurant and just ask the chef. We want to help you to get better. Like we're here for you. We, we, this is our passion and of course we want everyone else to feel the same way we do. So if you have a question, just ask. And if you want these tips, just ask. We will answer it <laughs> as good as we can. A lot of chefs want to uh, share that experience of cooking, yeah. huh? And want to get other people on. Now we kind of talked about it um, beforehand, we started recording, about like just how like detailed and the chemistry that goes into this stuff like if you mix up some ph levels or a certain amount of ingredients like you can make up a whole different uh thing you know what i mean and you kind of bring, you brought up an example of what ice cream um well it's a if you mix like vinegar and uh, milk and heat it up you change the ph level and you made cottage cheese so you need to be careful with the ph so you don't change it because something else can turn out. So you make like cheese instead of milk. 
Yeah, totally. And that's with a lot of things, right? Like you got to have all the degrees right, and and uh, I mean, yeah, oh. it's really important. If you don't have the right degrees, like making a caramel, it's not going to work. It needs to harden enough, and it can't be soft, and it can't be hard. It needs to be at that perfect level. So you need to watch the temperature at all times. You can't just go away and leave it. One degree can totally ruin it, huh? Yeah. That's fascinating. Now, how do you come up with like new recipes then? Like, do you just mix and match and kind of see what you can chef up in the kitchen, or is it over years of learning, or like, because um, like people who make dishes and and find out how to make dishes, how does that? How do you go about that process? You know what I mean? Usually, you have like a base like a recipe that you like and you try to change something out instead of almonds you can take pistachios or just change something up and see what happens sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it you need to try it out and you do that all the time until you come up with something you like so usually you have a base base it's a good start so you're kind of like a scientist huh kind yeah, of. is that what you think yourself was yeah 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 that's neat um what are some some recipes or some uh, meals that you really enjoy uh, cooking or desserts? Because so, you work in a, in a pastry spot, right? Yes. What is uh, something that really is like fun for you or that you enjoy making and why? Mm, I like making mousse, like mousse cakes. You need to have like a, a bottom, like a crust, and then something inside, like... Um, fruit or something else and then you have like this cover of mousse and then it's nice you work with textures like mousse the animal no it's like a whipped cream and uh, you can use it with the fruit or chocolate you make it with the chocolate you make with the patabon and it's french a lot of bases are from france so it's a lot of french in the baking language. Okay. Uh, so you with the chocolate mousse you make with a patabon, that's egg yolks and sugar syrup. Uh, and you make with chocolate and eggs and whipped cream. That's your favorite pastry to make? One of them. One of them, okay. And then you make with the fruit one, you make with the whipped cream, the Italian meringue, that's egg whites and sugar syrup and the fruit puree. Okay. Because in Europe, pastries are a big thing. Like yes. every single country has their own little special cocktail yes. or whatever, you know, they're, they're, what they're known for. And and um, and Swedes, they love uh, their sugars, right? Yes. And then the pastries, obviously. Yes. And then in America, you've ever heard the Danish, which isn't, is it not even Danish? We, we call it a Danish? Or is that like a, a breakfast thing? It is thing? a Danish. It's from Denmark. Yeah. But I think Swedes do it better than the Danish. The Swedes do it better? To be honest, yeah. But you're also pretty cultured in like Europe as a whole and all the food. Could you kind of like give an overview of okay, British, London, Spain, what they're known for, and 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 uh, the kind of food that um, is good there? Yeah, in England, it's a lot of stews like fish and chips. It's, oh yeah, those uh, are good. Yeah, mm, like Italy, it's pasta, pizza. pizza. Uh, Spain, it's paella. Or tapas. Tapas, yeah. Okay. Um, Explain what tapas are for the listeners. Tapas is like small dishes. Uh, so you order a lot of them and just take a bite. So just a bite. So you need to take a lot of them. 
to get full. Um, but you can try a lot of stuff. And it's a really good way to embrace your food. No, that's what I did in Madrid. I had like um, the broccoli, which was crazy. Then there was some sort of weird fish. Then there was a, a tomato that tastes unreal. And there's like six different dishes. And then it's kind of neat how they do it though. It's like a production. Like why the dish comes out first and you know, obviously your your first dish and then the main dish, but like the way it flows with your, your taste buds or your stomach, like isn't it all it's like a movie type thing or like a, a a music thing like they put together, right? Yeah. Like why each dish comes first and Yeah, it's a process. It's all figured out. To make you, like a maximum experience? Yes. Um when you're like in school and they teach you stuff. Um, which I talk a lot about our uh, taste in the mouth. We have like five different tastes. We have uh, sweet, savory, sour, salty, umami, and it's one more that I don't know the word in English, but uh, it's a weird taste. Uh, but we try to develop like how is it going to bring out the experience in your mouth? Like, do you get this savory, do you get this saltiness to get you to get so you get the best experience? So you like want to activate each one, yes, and there's a process like which one do you want to activate first, yes, and last, yeah. Can you kind of somehow get into that and explain more of that? Because that's fascinating to me because it's like it's like, like a movie you're making, yes, it's an experience, you're artistic, and being an American, like I get like a steak and um. A salad. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, going to a steakhouse. But in Europe and some of these places, it's a whole... It's like you're going to a movie. The experience. And they want to layer it. And there's, there's a reason and a rhyme to everything they do. Can you kind of go through maybe a Swedish six-course thing? Or the kind of... No? <laughs> uh, probably not. Food isn't really my expertise. It's more the sweet stuff. But when you're making something, you want all of these textures. You want the flavors, you want the textures, you want you eat with your eyes. So you need to make it look pretty. So that's the first thing you see. Does it look good? Yes or no? Do I want to eat it? That's the first thing people see. So you need to make it pretty. Pretty. Step number one. Yeah. Then you need to get the textures. Is it like crunchy? Is it like just mousse? Is it soft? Is it like something to chew on? Like the different textures. So you have like... It's something happening in your mouth when you're mm -hmm. eating it. And then you need the flavors. Does the flavors go together? Is it salty? Is it sweet? Is it savory? Is it fruity? Is it like... Yeah, you need to like figure it out. Does it work together? Okay. So there's a lot of stuff going in. It's fascinating. And okay, I kind of I got away from it, but we're talking about the different uh, cultures and the different foods around Europe. What are some of your favorite um, food to eat and uh, um, places to to eat, countries to eat in? Um, we go to Switzerland or Austria. They have like a popular dish called Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. And that's a dish I really like. What's all in that again? Um, it's like a fried pork steak 
with the um, potatoes and um, lemon parsley. They had that in Vienna, right? I think I had one of those. You have one here. I have one here? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, like everyone else, I like pizza. But like real pizza? Yeah, that's no joke. Cause, um, it's different to eat pizza in Italy and eat it. It's crazy. It, it, it's no joke. They, they really know how to make that pizza. They've been doing it for thousands of years type thing. Or maybe a thousand. Yeah, I don't know, but that, that stuff's good. That was in uh, uh, Naples. We had all that pizza, and I love pizza, even American pizza. And that's, um, it's just different. I don't know, what is it about it that's so different? Uh, they make the crust really thin, uh, and they use nice fresh products like tomatoes, and they boil the tomato sauce for hours to get the flavors out of the tomatoes. Um, is that the biggest difference with the food, is just the fresh, the product? Yeah, it and makes then, a huge difference. You don't think about it, but it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, well, I know this set too with, um, I probably lost about 10 pounds being over in Europe just because of, like the, they don't have as much processed food we talked about and then everything's not sugary and all that, isn't it? And then the sugar that you guys use is actually more, isn't more better for you than processed sugar? Or am yeah. I? It's just plain sugar. Plain sugar, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the, the food. I mean, it makes sense. If you're um, eating healthier food, you're probably going to be happier overall. You're probably going to enjoy it more. Yeah. And I think that's a problem, too, they talk about in the States, is that people would eat healthier if it wasn't as expensive. Because you can go to McDonald's and get you know, five double cheeseburgers for five bucks. <laughs> so you can, you know, it's harder to go to the, the, the co-op next door and get a salad for ten bucks. But Europe really does a good job of... Um, Getting into their food, it's their culture, right? It's a big piece of everyone's culture. It's important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Food is is bringing people together, and uh, people want like nice food. It's healthy for you, and it's good, and it tastes good. It's just the whole experience makes it just enjoyable. Totally, yeah. And before when I came over here, it was just yeah, let's go out to eat, yeah, have some fun, maybe get drunk and all that. But it was. Food was just to fill you up. But over here, like you said, it's like a production. It's a movie. It's everything goes together. It's the whole experience involved. You have the tapas, one step, two step, texture, flavor, everything. It's like, it's way more in depth. But hey, maybe I wasn't going to good restaurants in America because I bet there's a lot there. You know, but what it, I also want to talk to you about this Michelin thing and, and that kind of process. How uh, do you go about that? And, and what do you think of that whole um, Michelin? Is it more like, are they really good chefs, or is it just one kind of way to describe them? Like, are there is it kind of BS? You know what I'm saying, politically type thing. I think some people are really good and really interested and want to make nice food, and I think some people just want it for the publicity, and maybe doesn't have that much knowledge, and uh, yeah. Maybe not so much education. They just do it and never figure out what they're actually doing. Okay. Like, what is going on? What is happening? What am I doing? If I try this, what is going to happen? It's like the next step. It's one step making the dish and one step thinking what's going to happen later. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So you can't just stand there making the dish 
Like, yeah, yeah, this is good. Like, yeah, but later, can I use this? Is this piece able to use it later? Like, can I make an ice cream? Can I make, like, a ship from these pieces that I don't throw away? And people, some people chefs are really good at that. So you guys are big in the whole recycling thing here. Yeah. yeah the climate and all that yeah. and saving food. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. Really important piece. It is. Okay. But the big point I was getting to is like how do, is it the main thing to be a Michelin thing or is no, it? No, not here. Not here? Not no. in Sweden? But what about in Europe? In France it's really big. Because like France is a big big country on food and it's people look up to them so uh, there it is big. they're the top dogs yeah there are in the other countries maybe not so much okay okay who are some chefs that you look up to oh actually i look up to my boss she's Your really boss? good yeah uh she's like this army Army girl, she competed for the army culinary team here in Sweden. Uh, won the world championships. Uh, she's really good. For cooking, a world championship. Yeah, for okay. the armies. Cool. Uh, but that was some years ago. What but makes her so special? I don't It's a passion, I think. She's like really wants to make it perfect. And so do I. So when you work with someone who was the same, you like look up to them. And she knows a lot of stuff that I don't know. Of course, because she's older. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she got more experience. And we talk about a lot of stuff and experiment like, yeah, we can try this and do you have an idea for that? Um, so that's really cool. And uh, it's a guy in Stockholm. That's make uh, the Nobel. He made the Nobel desserts for a lot of years, and it's also Nobel Prize. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the banquet. Yeah. So he made a dessert there for several years, and he's really, really good. Um, and I don't really look up to people outside Europe. I think because they don't have the same knowledge. I looked at an American TV show. Like Cake Boss. <laughs> the Gordon Ramsay and all that? No. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a bakery in uh, New Jersey. Carlos Bakery. Um, but since I got educated, I don't think they're that good anymore. <laughs> Which is a TV show? You know, trying to get some ratings out there? Yeah, and it's... They're not using good products and... It's very American. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like like the recipe to being a good chef and then to making good food is obviously the fresh ingredients and then like that passion, that love like into the food, like giving, putting, putting your energy in, and putting that into the food, huh? Do you think that would make a good chef? Yeah, I would say like the first step. We got just, knowledge too. Yeah. yeah, just take some time and figuring out like. When you're making something, just take a minute and think like, why am I making this? Should I take something? Like, add something. Just try it out. Experiment. Just, yeah, just don't make the same old. Just try something else. Just take a minute, stand there, look, 
could have used a new spice or something else. Like, what is going to happen if I add this? Yeah. Just think for a few minutes. That's my number one tip. For people that want to get into it? Yeah, yeah just don't make it. Just figuring out. How fulfilling is cooking to you? Oh, it's like everything. It's everything, huh? Yeah. When you see that kid smile or when you make something at your house for your family or it just, it means, it completes you? Yeah, it makes me happy seeing other people being happy. Yeah. Like, I made that, they're happy, then I'm happy. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah, because you're literally making people happy. Just yeah. By something you make. And you can see it firsthand on their face and... And it's it's tangible, like it's right in your face. It's not like giving them a compliment. You, maybe they're happy, maybe they're not, but you're seeing them enjoy it, and they're like, "Wow, that was really good." So that is neat. That's something like your your skills can create happiness, like that. Yeah, you get like satisfied. Yeah. Like seeing other people sitting there smiling, talking like, "Wow, this is good," and you standing there like making something else, like, "Yeah, that was actually quite good." <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Um. What about a quote or something that kind of encompasses your your journey in in chefing and in this world that you live in? Something that you kind of like live by when you go about cooking and and doing what you do. I think just just do it. Oh, you Nike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a poster for Nike. Yeah. Yeah, in Sweden we have like uh, well, me, me and my friends. It's called Kobikoa, Sharvashar. Like, just do it. Don't think. Just do it. Yeah. That's great. And then you and, learn from it. Yeah. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But just start over. It's no sure. disaster. What about a quote, like, your life that you live by? It's probably that. Just do it. Just do it. I like that. Action. No, yeah. no talking. Action. Well, that's great. Um, we got a good little idea about the world of cooking. It's pretty interesting. Do you have any final comments you want to add? I don't think so. Just just do it. Eat just more try food. It out. Eat food. Appreciate chefs. Yeah. You gotta say thank you and we put what, a lot of effort in our stuff. What would you appreciate from like customers? Like uh, after they have something, should they write a review or just tell you, hey, that made a difference to me? Yeah, reviews are always good. We can always uh, develop and. Uh, change something out um, and if it's bad you don't ha need to be like critic but you can like yeah I think it was maybe a little bit salty or something and that helps us in our work to do it better if you like comment on something and if it's just you love it it's really fun to us to hear it since we are putting a lot of energy into our products so just if you like it just say it and uh, we appreciate it very much. Yeah, speaking of that, the, I, that critic part, that's pretty interesting because you're putting your, your heart in this and you're working really hard on it and someone's like, this sucks. I mean, that would, that would hurt, doesn't it? No, it doesn't hurt. You just get annoyed because often people are uneducated and they don't know what they're mm -hmm. talking about. So like, you can just shut up because you don't know what you're talking about, but you can't say that. But you know that I'm right because I know this is right. I know this, but they don't know this. You can't just tell the customer like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I'm right. <laughs> but you want to, but you don't need to be 
angry when you say something. Like, you can say it in a nice way. Like, yeah, I didn't like this because of this. You don't need to say, like, yeah, I hate this. Well, that's the thing, too, because, I mean, food is so subjective. I could, you could like something and I would hate it. So how do you go about dealing with that if someone just hates your thing? Do you get any self-doubt? You're like, okay, move on to the next one. No, I move on. It's no point of getting stuck. Like, if they don't like it, no, that's fine. Because all people doesn't like the same. Oh. It's the way it is. Maybe they will like something else we made. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. That's cool. Well, just do it. Start start cooking. Start chefing up and, and appreciate your your chefs, huh? Yeah, try to make something from scratch. I like that.